Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Good Game Radio Podcast. Tonight, uh, Vance, Tony, and I are going to be talking about the video games we're playing. We're kind of all over the place with that, playing some fun titles, as well as Netflix entering the gaming space. So that's a pretty new and exciting conversation, as well as the most up-to-date info about Battlefield 2042 uh, and some of the game modes that they're going to be releasing with that. We hope you'll join us. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. I'm your host, Tony speaking, and as always... Clint and Vance are here with me today, and we're going to talk about some video games, some stuff we've been playing, some new information on Battlefield 2042, and a lot more. So let's get right into it. Vance, how's it going? Hey, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Awesome, awesome. I hear the wife got you doing tons of chores today. Yeah, you know, trying to do everything, you know, to keep my head above the doghouse, you know. Oh, you got yourself in the doghouse? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Trying to prevent from getting there. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. <laughs> Smart move. Smart move. I was doing some dishes last night trying to keep the wife happy myself. So, you know, we got to do that as married men. Clint, on the other hand, right. how are you yeah, doing? Yeah, Clint, talk to, talk to Clint. My couch is really comfortable. Uh, you know, got a nice spot just kind of carved out for myself, you know, no one bothering me. Just, uh, you know, I, I want to do something, I do it. I want to buy something, I buy it. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's I'm doing all right. right. Doing all right over here, man. Sounds good. Sounds, uh, sounds amazing. You don't, uh, yeah, then the, the errands that I do are for me. So it's, you know, just kind of, everything yeah. works out. Yeah. yeah. Works out pretty good. Meals are for one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or I buy the meal for four, and then I have four meals, you see. Oh, wow. It's, uh, you know, That's science. Hey, man. As the things say, science. Tony, how are you, man? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. I just, you know, I'm at the tailwind of uh, four days off. I, I needed it. You know, we can hear near the end of the summer, and, you know, it's been a tough summer, uh, as you guys can all attest, since we all work at the same place. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I got to go back to work tomorrow, so. Yeah, me too. I'm off tomorrow, guys, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting. I was, I was waiting. Yeah, I know. I know you were. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll relax enough yeah. for all three of us. It's no problem. You know, besides that, I've been getting a lot of playtime in. You know, trying some different games and stuff. Just finished uh, Plague Tale Innocence uh, last week, and now you know, moved on to a couple thing, uh, a couple other games. Uh, finishing up uh, uh, Days Gone, and got that new game I was telling you about, Tribes of Midgard, that drops tonight. So I'm looking forward to getting into that, and uh, and we've been playing that uh, dinosaur game, second, second extension. extension. Yep. So yeah. I've been playing a lot. What about you? Uh, me, I, dude, I've been playing Civilization Six more than I'd like to admit. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm actually on the screen site when I turned on my PlayStation. It was there, and it's got the you know the advertisement like, and there's the add-on pack for uh, fifty dollars to get the anthology, and Ooh. I almost was sitting there. I, I was sitting here and I thought I should just snag that real quick. <laughs> Why not? Like more Civ stuff. And it's like, I just bought the new Xbox 
like I have Game Pass. And it's like I just want to play Civilization Six, man. <laughs> like, it's fun. I got my first science victory last night, so I've got all the different types of victories, at least in the base game, which was nice. Mm. And uh, Vance, Tony actually hopped into the party. We were chatting. He was playing Days Gone, and uh, I was playing this. And I was, uh, every time I've tried to win a science victory, I've won a culture victory on accident. Just basically, you know, you're, have you played much Civ or do you know anything about it, Vance? I feel like I asked you that last week. No, uh, uh, uh. So you, you know, you're creating a civilization and you could create more cities and you can, you know, basically turn it into an empire and then you can create in one way or another researching or whatnot amenities and if you have a bunch of amenities in your cities, uh, the other, you know, civilization's citizens will want to come, you know. And basically, just by nature of trying to get my cities as baller as possible for science reasons, they become too alluring, and I win on accident. So I didn't want to let that happen. But I was telling Tony, I'm like, every single person in the game wanted to be my friend, and I was losing science. This guy was ahead of me, and I just declared a surprise war on him with all my friends. <laughs> And just like I had I think I had like three military troops and they were just sitting in my capitals, you know, or in my cities around the place. And I just declared a surprise war. His science, like, you know, the science that he was working on, like dropped down a whole bunch and I had to do it twice. And then I think I won by one turn. Like it just it happened. I was like one turn away, please, 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 one turn away. Come on, can I get it? Can I get it? Can I get it? And I got it. I was so excited. Like <laughs> in advance, he literally was begging the game. To let him win. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> because you know we were in you know, we were in a group chat and I was listening to this play out and he was like he, exactly how he said you know please 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 please. <laughs> See, I didn't think that you were going to say that you were listening to a play out. I thought you were going to say you was listening to a grown man cry, but yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that goes without saying, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing: up until uh, up until the uh, the turn before the last it still said that the other guy was winning and actually tony tony was in there i'm like i need i need to i think i need to declare a surprise war on this guy like he's gonna beat me if he does if he keeps putting all his energy into science and so i uh i did it and i'm like well let me save real quick before i do it so i saved i declare surprise war i've got all these allies i've got defense packs with these things which i didn't even know existed where they're gonna defend me you know and i'll supposedly supposedly i'll defend them no i think they just defended me and it was all these things i was doing and then i realized why is this guy's science dropping and i attacked the wrong guy i said i declared a surprise war on the wrong on the wrong ai wow. so this innocent bystander just getting water uh, uh, yeah there here's the thing i didn't do i i didn't attack a single thing like to me it's like when you go to war they don't realize that i'm doing it just to troll them essentially into stopping uh, their science development so they stop the science development and they start building all, all these war units you know and they just ch they they pivot when you do that and that was enough for me to get ahead but i ended up just reloading the save so i kind of cheated on my science victory but here we are <laughs> i'm still victorious it was like 11:30 at night too so it was like almost tomorrow already almost when i beat it um, yeah it's pretty funny because we were talking i was asking you last week if you were planning on buying the expansion uh and you were like oh, i don't know and i guess you did commit is that what you said you committed to, uh, to buying no oh, okay. no it's still sitting here taunting me on the screen <laughs> what i did what i did realize if you are a civ uh, civilization six player on playstation there is a uh 
two expansion packs that were free because I was gonna I kind of committed to buying it I went on Xbox because I'd seen it was on sale and then it was the sale was over and then it was the upgrade I'm like well the upgrades like $30 cheaper than the regular let me hop over to PlayStation where I already have the game and buy the upgrade and there was two expansion packs for free so I downloaded those and I'm just test test driving them right now but it's sitting there, man. I kind of want to buy it, but I just don't know. Like, I feel like I should be playing other games, you know? I feel like I should be playing Xbox Game Pass stuff or something, you know? I think I'm going to said this last week, but that is the game that pretty much knocked me out of Call of Duty last year. Like, I was playing Warzone a ton and stuff. <laughs> I started playing Civilization, and then all of a sudden, I disappeared off the, 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 the Call of Duty map because I was playing so much Civilization. It is, it's addicting, and it's such a time sink. Ugh. I mean, games last for hours and hours. Heck, we played for seven or eight hours. Uh, nine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and lost. <laughs> yeah, we lost and horribly. Lost. Oh, By the way, man. I clicked the button. I'm buying it right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, we were playing but a multiplayer game. We played from yeah. the afternoon we were, all the way to the Well, we were going to record. We were going to record it like 3.30, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Vance wasn't going to be able to make it, so we decided to skip it. And I think it was by 4 o'clock we were in that game. Mm. So 4 o'clock to uh, 1 a.m., you know. Hey. And Tony, I'm just gonna let you know I didn't have no wife or anything giving me a hard time. No, no kids coming up and ask ask what I was doing. You know, just hanging out, doing what I want with my time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really hey. have to convince myself on this, guys. Just go with it, okay? Hey, 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 we are going with you, buddy. We're going with you. Thanks, fans. What was funny is something that I just thought about, and it's like off subject. So when you are, let's say, you know, real life war, right? You're like, hey, man, you know, we're going to, and, you know, your game plan, hey, man, you know, we're going to attack him here. You know, we're going to hit him here. Then that's going to push troops here. And we're going to hit him here. But it's funny because you was like, you know, you was at war with somebody. You're like, you know, like at you know, like 1130 or something at night. Like at what time, like, do you come and say, hey, this is what time we're going to start the war? <laughs> so, you know, like, 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 I mean, I mean, just. Just like, you know, like, if you was going to attack your neighbor, you're like, hey, man, what time should I attack him? And then it's like, man, well, no, his kids will be home at this time. Nah, <laughs> man, he got to go to work at this time. Like, like I mean, like, it, it's, it's funny to think about, you know, you know at this time, I'm going to attack somebody. Like, you know, I got to uh, set all this up, you know? I just need to make sure my the war is done before my bedtime. That's kind of my right. main concern. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, oh, 7 o'clock, we got to stop, stop, pause, pause. Hey guys, time out. My mom's calling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, hold on, man. I gotta check the design of it. Hold on, pause. Hey, hold on. Nobody's shoe. You gotta go check the oven. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh my gosh. Vance, what are you playing, dude? Um, I just downloaded second uh, extension. Um, thanks to you guys. Uh, but um, I am. What am I doing? I'm playing 2K, right? So, um, on the Xbox, I'm in a clan now. Huh? Huh? Oh, I'm look at clan. you! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I took that. I took that step. So, all right. So in 2K, there's something called. 
a player card, and your player card pretty much holds like your stats. It's almost like uh, your um, validation of if you're a good player or not. So, to a certain extent. So, um, I play with uh, some of the people in a, um, you know, in the clan before I was in the clan, but like that. And um, I play like a different mode with them, like that. And, you know, they like the way I play, IQ, whatever, like that. You know, very knowledgeable what I'm doing, but my player card. You know, it was trash in another mode called Park. That's when, like, you go and you play, like, 3v3s and 2v2s, you know, with, uh, you know, like, real people, something like that, because I just didn't like it. Like, it wasn't something I liked or whatever like that, but it was like, yo, but we like how you play another mode, so we'll think you'll be all right. So they got me into this clan now, man, and that's pretty much what I've been doing, man, just playing 2K with the clan. Like, I don't think I play Warzone at all since uh, I joined this clan. So I'm trying to get JQ to join, but she like she don't want to change her name. So I didn't change my name, but I did create like a whole new account like within the clan name. So is uh is JQ like the same level as you or um, a little above, little below? No, she's like a, she's like above. Like by rep, I'm higher than her, but by actual gameplay, it's like she's a uh, she's above. Like um. I think she plays better defense than I do, and she can also shoot like just as well, whatever like that. So yeah, I definitely think she's um she's above above me. So it shouldn't be any trouble getting her in there. Then, are you gonna be doing? Uh, Cause we had talked before. Are you gonna be doing uh, like the tournaments, like the the for money tournaments or uh, anything? That's that's the um that's the goal. So right now we're just like since uh. Since the other 2K, uh, 2K22 is going to drop September 9th, um, uh, so we're just trying to build chemistry and stuff like that now, so well, we can get into those different events and stuff like that, so um, that's what we're doing now, just building, building chemistry, and like, it's, it's funny because, um, like, since I did play the other two most heavy, like, I have to transition my play style to, like, part. So to speak, and I mean like it's not hard for me to do. Just direct me to what you want me to do, and I'll get it done or whatever like that. Or if I do something, then there's you know a reason behind it, you know. So it's almost like you know if you were, you know, like you pretty much are very knowledgeable with Warzone. Then like you know you're saying like okay, well I'm gonna you know like play with some YouTubers. Like you know you're not a bad player by yourself. It's just them you know directing you of you know hey look man we're gonna hit this team hard. Hey, Clint, we need you going through the back door heavy. Yeah, yeah, don't matter if you get down. Just, you know, go in there, bust a lot of shots and like that. You're like, okay, all right. So it's just playing your role, man. And, and, I mean, that's all that is as a team is just playing, playing your role and executing what they, they ask you to do. Yeah, it's kind of like you have to read each other's minds in some of those situations, to, or at least it kind of feels that way just because you, you know the player, you know the play style. And that's a, uh, you have that war zone too. You have that in other team team sports, but I'm sure if you're playing for money on something like 2K, that's already a super competitive game in the multiplayer. So <laughs> right. makes makes sense to spend some time and and get uh, kind of just get the get the game feel with the the new clan, right? Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, like you know, like people are super competitive, and uh, you and uh, you know, like you know. You nailed it uh, pretty good. It's, it's just you know like getting getting together and you know playing like that. So like um um like JQ like she found like this uh professional 
team. Um, you know, like, I, I knew they existed, but I never really kind of looked into it. But um, but I started kind of watching like their YouTube videos, and it's like you know that's what the guy was saying. It's you know just building chemistry enough where you don't have to talk. You know, so doesn't matter if I'm talking to y'all right now. And then you know my headset cuts out. It's like you know exactly what I'm gonna do, when I'm gonna do it, how I'm gonna do it. So it's kind of like really no need, you know, like to talk because everybody's been playing, you know, like well enough, you know, and, and, and that's the whole thing is just, you know, moving together as, as one unit, you know, and that's why, you know, like teams do have success or a lot of success because, you know, they move as one, you know, and not everybody trying to be, you know, like the chief, you know, like somebody got to be the Indian, you know. Yeah, not to use a corporate buzzfeed, but the synergy is like just one of the most important aspects of, of team play like that it's uh having the and having the right team dynamics too you know like having everyone in their in their proper role and them sticking to that role uh i think that's that's generally a pretty good uh indicator of success if you can get that yeah and i mean like it it it, it boils down to bottom line is just trust in your teammates you know it's like you know just just trust that the job is going to get done you know because i mean like and, and and I mean like you you can you can feel it you know like just how somebody plays and stuff like that and, you know you see like you know them getting better or them you know trying different things out to get better you know like um I may ask you know like one guy say hey, man you know you still using you know you know your same gun since day one like and if he tells me yeah then that means you're not trying to get better because you know things are nerfed you know there's guns that are stronger better faster more accurate and you still going into the battle. Like, what you're going to have cop? like, we ain't rolling with you. <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. got to be trying at this point. Like, it's just too much information and websites and and blogs and stuff out to let you know, you know, like, this gun loses so much damage after the fourth, fifth bullet. Like, you know, stop shooting, reload, or, you know, just reset the clip. Like, it's just, you know, like, hey, man, take off C4 because it's not as strong anymore, or you at least need two of them now. Like, you know, it's just so much information out now. If you're not trying, then... I can't even, I can't even play with you, you know, like, because I don't even care about losing as long as we losing and we're getting better at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep adapting. That's the thing, like, I used to watch all the videos. I can tell you right now, I haven't played Warzone in a few weeks, and I probably when we all played together, maybe that might be it, or right around then, but, right. uh I haven't watched a single one of those videos. I have no idea what the what the meta is. You know, I haven't seen haven't seen anything about it. Like I haven't even played. There's a new zombies map that came out, uh, Mal de Toten, I think is what it's called. And I've actually watched a little bit of that just because it was interesting to me. And I've seen like the world record uh, speed runs of the Easter egg, and right. uh, it looks like a really cool map. And there's a new uh, a new perk and everything. And I'm just like whatever. I haven't even turned it on. Like I haven't hopped in there and and, uh, and and even gone into that map yet. It's just, I don't know. I feel like it's upsetting to me, uh, kind of the way that Warzone's gone with the cheaters and everything, you know. So uh, I, I think that was a contributing factor to me losing some of my interest in it. But I've definitely right. found a lot of really good replacement, uh, you know, games. I've been playing. I think I joked about it last week. Offliners, right? They what is now what is it called 
Outriders, right? Outriders, yeah. Outriders. Every time I say, every time I say <laughs> offliners, I'm like, what's it actually called? Uh, yeah, interesting enough. I don't even know what he's talking about. He ain't saying nothing about offliners. I've never heard I've called it. I've called it that a few times because uh, it's 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 always going offline. Uh, interestingly yeah. enough, when I downloaded it on Game Pass and started playing it, what do you think happened to me? It kicked me off. It wouldn't let me progress. So I, I didn't play it for a few days, but. I played it. Uh, I've been playing it a little bit. It's it's like the Outriders game is so close to being a good game. Right. Like there's just so many little things that are are bad about it. One, it doesn't need to always be online. You know, it doesn't need that. Just have hot fixes. Like, uh, oh, you get into the menu, you're connected to the internet. Do a hot fix. That's how uh, Borderlands Three does it, and it works just fine. You can play it offline. Um, and last night, I was playing Civilization. The rain was really bad. The rain and a thunderstorm outside. Lost Man, the power. I thought, you about, I thought you were talking about in the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did just download the pack that has natural disasters, so I'm sure that's coming. Yeah, um, I'm coming through. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I, uh, I lost power. And, of course, my internet and everything has to restart. But my PS5 just restarted right back up. And I just kept playing. It goes, hey, you're not connected to Civilization 6. I was like, okay. And it's, okay, here you go. Keep playing. Same exact game. Just kept, kept moving like nothing had happened. Would have been a long downtime with one of these always online, uh, online games. It's funny you brought that up because last night um... – we were, I was watching the television with uh, the wife, and it started doing that spinning thing, you know, when you're, like, not making a connection to the server or whatever. Yeah. And um, she said, you think I would reset the internet, uh, the modem? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, saying, I'm just going to go upstairs anyway. I'm going to go play a video game. But she's like, well, the, the internet's not up. And I'm like, that's okay. I don't need the internet. It's the game I'm playing. I was right. going to play Days Gone. Like, it doesn't require an internet connection. Right. So yeah. I just jumped on and started playing. Now she ended up resetting it, but like I said, it didn't make a difference because it didn't require internet connection. I don't have to worry about that sort of stuff, which is great. Yeah, that's such a big deal, man. Are, are you enjoying Days Gone? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it it's such a beautiful game. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, the detail in the environment and stuff, and I like riding that motorcycle. My only my only kind of deal with the game is kind of like how it's kind of a uh, janky with how they progress the story because you'll do like a mission and then yeah. it kind of runs through like a little time loop where the, you know they show the clouds move by and stuff like that and you know then you're in a different time of day in a different spot where than where you were it's like it's kind of weird it's disjointed it's not like a you know, Naughty Dog, where everything is just so fluid, you know, everything works into the next. So it's just different. It's still a good game. I enjoy it. Um, I think some of that is to give you uh, some of those like that specific uh, mechanic. It doesn't really help you to go and do side missions. But I think some of the freedom uh, really does uh, does allow you to get and kind of right. do do it as you want. And that's like one of the best things I thought about that. Uh, like as far as the way they plan their game is having a, a gas tank on your motorcycle and you can upgrade it. And the more you upgrade it, the farther you can drive, but it doesn't let, like let you get too far out of the area that you need to be in at the start. And there's still plenty to do, but I thought that mechanic of it was just so clever and like very well executed. Yeah. I mean, I thought about it last night. I was, I've, I kind of reached a point in the story where I felt this feels like a major point in the story. Like it's going to be like two hours 
to play out the sequence probably. And I'm like, I just, it was late and I was like, I don't feel like doing that. Maybe I can go do some of these like, uh, marauder bases or, you know, clear out some, uh, zombie nest or whatever. And the way they kind of make it disjointed allows you to do that, allows you to have that freedom to kind of go do whatever you like. So I understand it. I just, you know, it can get a little janky if you're, if you're just following the story. But I, I was glad that, okay, I don't, I can stop right here with the main story and go do something else. So I appreciate that. I do appreciate that freedom to do that. So, so, uh, Tony, yeah. Tell Tony. us about Plague Tale Innocence that you've been playing or that you just finished, actually, right? Yep. I just finished it uh, last week. Uh, Plague Tale Innocence, it was July's uh, PlayStation Plus uh, PS5 game. So, um, I downloaded that, and it was uh, upgraded for the PlayStation 5, so it had all these new visual enhancements and stuff. It looked really, really good. You know, it's set in, like, I think the years 1348 uh, France. You have that medieval feel going on, and uh, you control uh, a character called Amicia. She's like a teenage girl who's uh, born into a noble family, and she's got, like, a little brother that's five years old. So... Right from the uh, right from the beginning, you know, like fifteen minutes in, you know, the family's attacked, their estate is attacked, and she ends up on the run with her uh, with her little brother. Their parents are supposedly killed. So basically, the forces are uh, chasing her around are uh, the Inquisition, and they're they're after the little boy for some reason. So it doesn't really tell you uh, why. You just kind of have to figure it out, but. As you play, but uh, so the meat of the game is basically you're you're evading the Inquisition by going through these different uh, uh, regions of France uh, in and around her her estate, and you're trying to stealth your way past the Inquisition. They have guards everywhere, and then you stealth your way past them, and they're like little uh, simple puzzles that you're trying to figure out to. Like you might get cornered in a building or something, and then you have to figure your way out. So you have to like, you know, do some simple problem solving to to find the the escape. And then uh, there's a couple of points where you know you you can control other characters that are in your party with commands, and you know, you would tell them to go do this or hold this door or hold this lever open or whatever while you go do something else, and then. You know, combining the movements and the commands, you know, you navigate your way out of whatever situation you're in. In addition to the Inquisition, you also have... Uh, the bubonic plague. The, the plague. The plague is going on, and the plague is brought on by rats. But in the game, the rats come in the thousands. It's really amazing the the number of rats they can get on the screen. Like, thousands and thousands of rats. And... If they get a hold of you, they'll they'll devour you in like a second. Like there's multiple characters that you run into um, that get caught up in the in uh, in a wave of rats, and they're just I mean the the rats chew them to the bone in like three seconds. Uh, they will kill you too, so you have to be very careful as you're na- navigating uh, the levels. The only thing that will keep the rats at bay is light either fire or some other form of light uh, that'll keep the rats back. And again, that's part of the problem solving. You manipulate fire and light to kind of 
maneuver these hordes of rats around the board so you can navigate your way past them. And then as the game progresses, you can start then manipulating them to attack other people. And that's basically... That's actually super cool. You have a rat army? Pretty much. I mean, they really, they're not on your side. If you, if you make a mistake... Uh, they'll kill you. So you have to be very careful as you're... Tony, uh, my game plan uh, for this does not include making a mistake. Come right, on. Obviously. Uh, and the only weapon that you have outside of kind of uh, manipulating these rats is a sling uh, that's upgradable. You know, there's crafting tables and stuff around and there's lots of different crafting items that you can pick up and then you can upgrade the sling. It's either... So you you can throw a rock with your hand to like for diversion or you can use the sling to create diversion. And as you upgrade the sling, you can then start using it as an offensive weapon. Like if you hit a guard in the, in the head that doesn't have any type of protection, you'll kill them. Right. But a lot of times you'll run into guards that are fully plated. Right. So your character is also, uh, has some alchemy skills that she picks up along the way and she can create like these little gas, uh, pellets, that will, if you hit the NPC in the face, it'll cause them to get, you know, some sort of irritation going on and they'll pull their helmet off. And then you follow that up with a rock to the head, right? There's, so there's different alchemy things you can do to also start influencing uh, manipulation of the map and uh, the rats and, and use it against uh, the human uh, enemies and stuff. So it starts really, really slow. And I'm like, man, this game is really slow. But as it builds, there's 17 chapters. As it builds, the levels get a little bit more elaborate, and then it requires you to be a lot better with that sling, right? So at the end of the game, it's been a while since I actually, I've cussed at a game as much as I was cussing at this game because, like... Allegedly. Yeah. Um, there, was a po- uh, there was a point in the game where, like, I'm trying to get... You're basically assaulting this uh, fortress... Uh, and you have like your little band of followers, right? There's like four or five of them and you kind of get split up, but there's one point where you have to cross this open area, uh, and there's archers along the walls and stuff. And there's like a wagon and one of your teammates, he's pushing the rat, the wagon and you're using it as cover. Well, while he's pushing it, uh, they start sending out individual soldiers to attack you. So you have to cover him by taking out the soldiers with the sling, right? So I'm sitting there. Okay, here comes one. And what's really annoying is later in the game, these guys start doing like, they're like running backs. Like they're doing juke moves and stuff. I'm trying to hit Do you have aim assist on your sling? Yes, there is a little bit of an aim assist. Like they're sitting there. They're running at you full speed, and they're kind of ducking and diving and doing all this stuff. You're trying to hit them in the head. So I finally clear the first three, right? There's a wave of three guys. And I thought, oh, great. You know, shoot, that was hard. Here comes three more behind. I'm standing there celebrating my victory, right? And all of a sudden, a sword goes through my back. You're right. I'm like, oh, there was more guards coming from the other direction. So I replayed the sequence, you know. Took me a few tries to get past the first three guards, and I turn around and engage the next three guards, and they're doing the same thing. And I'm like, and I finally clear them, and I'm thinking, "Phew, that was pretty tough." Turn around, here's more guards. 
I'm like, are you kidding me? I think you, you end up having to take out like nine or ten guards in th- three separate waves. But you can't miss. Like, if you miss, they're, they're running so fast they're on you like that. And they'll just just stab you through the gut. So I, I played through this sequence, man, like an hour and a half trying to get all these these guards killed in one go. How but, long was the actual sequence? Like, on your successful go, was it like three or four minutes? Yeah, it's like three or four minutes. Little, <laughs> an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, video games, why do you do us like this? I kept going, <laughs> like, all right, if I die one more time, I'm turning this dumb game off, and then I would die. Then I'm like, okay, one more time, and I'm turning this game, game off. Okay, one more time. You know, I, was like, I just kept, you know, yeah. I would, uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I've been there so many times. Oh my gosh. Like it it's like you have to beat the game though. You have, you have to. to. You, have you can't to. let them do that to you. No. It's no, a matter no. of principle. <laughs> right? So I just kept beating my head against the wall. And I you could feel like sometimes you can feel like you're getting there's an improvement, like you're figuring something out. And I finally figured out there was like a little trick to the aiming sequence, right? You gotta drag scope them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and that's See, like okay. I would have figured it out right yeah, away. You probably will. You probably did do it in one try. Uh, there's your gauntlet challenge. Yeah. Oh, I already did. I just didn't <laughs> want to ruin your fun. <laughs> but the game, yeah, the game is actually uh, there's a there's a good uh, boss fight at the end, a big boss fight at the end where you really are uh, fighting with a uh, the uh, the rats are on your become on your side because the little boy the, the story evolves around him and he has the ability to control the rats. Um, so yeah, you really are fighting with an army of uh, rats against the last boss who in turn also has an army of rats. So it's pretty creative. It's well, actually, naturally. Pre- yeah, it's pretty, uh, it, it ended up being a pretty good game. Um, I enjoyed it and it looks, it looks really, really good. Um, so props to the developers. Asobi, I think are, are the developers. <clears throat> and, uh, they just did I think uh, if I heard this right they were the ones that did the uh, Microsoft game that's coming out on uh, Game Pass in a couple of days uh, they were the primary okay. developer for that so, so which game really is that? we've talked about a lot Microsoft Flight Simulator oh, oh okay. yeah I don't know if you can classify it as a game but well, for a lot of people that'd be yeah. uh, simulated work yeah right All yeah. Those a lot of people right. go to work and then spend their whole time at work playing on Microsoft si- uh, <laughs> Flight Simulator so <laughs> Yeah. yeah. See, like when they came out with it or announced it, see, I was uh, intrigued by it. I was like, oh, interesting. Like, and then um, they actually come on out with a a farm simulator. Really? Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's like Farm Simulator Twenty Two or something's called like that. But uh, very intrigued. Very intrigued. I showed uh, JQ the trailer. Like, I was like, hmm, <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah. It's crazy how we, uh, you know, we just, the, the things that humans appreciate, I suppose, because we've talked about it, that woman, I, I can't remember what you, where, where it was, you, it was in, in an Asian country, and she has her farm, and she had like millions of subscribers <laughs> of her just doing her farm work. Right. And then we're going to buy a game, you know, where it's just, you know, let me simulate doing farm work. You know, that there's it'll be simulate flying. I think simulating simulating flying that might have been the start of the whole thing, but that is really cool, at least to me, like my perspective. But to some people, 
you know, simulating being a farmer. That's that's where it's at. You know, like so interesting the, the the things that we have chosen to develop and spend our man hours on as as humans. Yeah. Then, yeah. To, if there you wasn't know. a market for it, they wouldn't have made the they wouldn't have made a Microsoft Flight Simulator. If there wasn't a, a big market for it, you know. That's, well, it, they it, might have made right. the first one, but they wouldn't continue to make it. That's for right. darn sure. Yeah, it's a pretty successful franchise. So yeah, I've seen people yeah. set up like posted on Reddit where they've got. I mean, they've got to spend ten fifteen grand on these setups. You know, where they got screens above their head and they're like they're you know the their seat will tilt back and forth with uh you know the depending on the angle of the that they're pitching the aircraft and stuff it's like people get really into some of these things yeah because well don't forget i'm gonna say you know uh isaac you know he has this whole setup at work you know like he has like the little controls foot pedals all that you know like really he carries yeah, he, yeah, yeah if you come in and you turn left it's all the way in the corner so like you actually have to come all the way in really see it but um I'll have to check yeah it out. yeah he uh he hasn't set up but i think so i think it's it's intriguing because i was talking to um no matter of fact so there's a guy um you know at work uh so one of the um ops agents you know um her boyfriend streams or whatever like that and you know um i think he just had like a thousand views or something like that it was um, 107 i know what post you're talking oh, about okay yeah about. something like yeah yeah something like that something crazy so, you know, she was like, you know, congratulating them. Oh, you know, keep, you know, keep pushing, yada, yada. Well, there was a guy, you know, one of the ramp agents. He was like, you know, he didn't see why, you know, anybody, you know, would just want to watch somebody play video games. So, you know, he's older. So it's like, <laughs> you know, of course, just, you know, like going over his head. So he's like, well, you know, I was just going to, you know, like make a video of me cutting grass. So to kind of put, you know, his foot in his mouth, I, I, I've, I've actually, like, um, watched people cut grass because it's not them just cutting grass it's like um at one point in time like i got like super lazy not gonna like i got super lazy and like my backyard was like literally almost like three feet tall so oh, i was wow. like well yeah so i'm like you know i know i just can't you know just cut it like how i usually cut it so you know i had to go to youtube and watch how to cut tall grass with a walking lawnmower you know what i'm saying so and the views were like you know five hundred thousand, you know like two hundred thousand three hundred thousand. so i screenshotted it and sent it to him, and I'm like, well, you can put a camera up and watch grass, and I mean, to cut grass, and people going to you know, like watch you, uh, you know, watch you cut grass. And he said something about paint, and I said, well, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like since we own paint, I'm like, well, you know, there's different paint companies out there that make different ones. Like, you know, you have like you know the latex, you have you know the semi gloss, the gloss, whatever. So I'm like, well, yeah, I'm gonna watch you paint this wall and watch it dry because it may dry crappy, and I don't want that. So he's like. So he kind of stopped because now he's saw the point where it's like it's not useless. It's sometimes it can be informative. Sometimes it, it can be you know entertaining. And it's funny because the guy um he came I guess he used to do radio or stuff like that. Well, that's the same thing as somebody playing a video game is just with a camera. So I'm sitting here driving my car, listening you talk or or I'm at home listening to you talk about you know sports or whatever like that. So what's the difference between you know you turn on the camera and I'm watching you? You know, so you so when you were younger, you found the avenue of radio and stuff like that. But now somebody's, you know, streaming themselves playing video games. You think it's crazy. Well, that's a it's just a, such a common thing at this point, Vance, uh, that people when they don't understand something, there's there's not really a process to seek to understand. It's to you know degrade it. You know, like it's dumb. You know, watching someone else play a video game is dumb. That's that's the perspective of the person that that you uh, were interact- interacting with. 
but that's how a lot of people think that way. They don't understand it, so they don't like it. You know, there's not really a, a big push to seek to understand in uh, in our culture. I think it's just I don't I don't I don't know I don't understand it, and I don't like it. Right? Like <laughs> you hear that's that's right. that, and, and that'll be the end of it. And then they're gonna go and tell their you know their neighbor or their friends or whoever about how this thing that that like oh the, you know the whatever the evils of video games or whatever garbage you know it's just people you know if you people don't take the time to ask questions and understand you know other people's perspectives and if he had done that then i don't know maybe he'd be better off uh, for it but that's that's where we are man we just got always got a battle that people you know hanging on to ignorance with dear life yeah i mean i you see it all the time but Anyway, speaking of watching stuff, did you guys see the head uh, the news about uh, Netflix and their uh, foray into gaming? Yes, so, yes. So I you need to explain it. to me why I shouldn't cancel my Netflix because I haven't watched anything on it, and like since we watched that worst movie I've ever seen in my life the other the other week. Gamefly. They bought like, Gamefly, I, right? That no, was a, I'm that was thinking. A... Yeah, well, I'm thinking it's going to be almost as like. Uh, um, a game fly where you know, like you can get the games or whatever like that, and then uh, then you know, like hold on to it for a couple of days, send it back or whatever. Like I think it's going to because it's not going to be any extra cost to you. Do you um, think it's going to be physical discs or is it going to be download like temporary downloads or something? Um, I don't think anybody's sure just yet, but they have said that they're they're looking at getting into gaming and their first arena uh, will be uh, the ability to play a game on your from your netflix app on your phone so i'm I'm sure it's going to be like you know how they have the separate channels out there when you when you're looking at your netflix timeline yeah, like or the different people in your yeah. family yeah so they'll have like yeah a i've section read about for that games. on the internet i don't know anything about it personally yeah they'll have a section for games but like they're testing it and they're going to do it with like mobile games at first uh but they said that it's not an extra charge to your subscription uh, doesn't mean that they don't increase your subscription, but there's not you don't have to worry about doing a separate subscription like a, you would be like an EA Plus or something like that. Um, no, that would would come as part of a regular Netflix subscription. Um, this this story kind of popped up a couple weeks ago because uh, there was a rumor that Netflix and PlayStation were in a partnership. Uh, we're entering into a partnership for PlayStation to provide games to Netflix. Which was very interesting. It, it makes sense uh, for uh, for both parties, really, because if uh, Netflix wants to get into gaming, well, they're going to have to have games, right, to put on there. So they're going to need some sort of partnership. Uh, they don't have any studios of their own or anything like that, so they need a publisher or, or developers to sign on board with them. So it would make sense that Sony, would, who is an expert at narrative-driven games that would fit right in there with Netflix. It makes sense for them. And it makes sense for Sony because, well, it gives them access to Netflix's user base, which is, how big is that? Netflix's total subscriber base now sits at 209 million. Critically, all of the company's growth came internationally as the company lost some 400,000 subscribers in the U.S. and Canada. The Asia-Pacific region led growth with a net of more than 1 million subscribers. There's like, like 7 billion people in the world, dude. No, and there's more than that. A whole, <laughs> a whole, hold on. I got Google. 
Google it. 7.674 billion people. Okay, so it was more than 7 billion. <laughs> you were correct. Uh, I'm not even going to say, I'll say I'm wrong all the time, but I said there's only like 7 billion. Okay. So it's like a, you know, yeah, I gave myself a little room there. <laughs> hold, on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, that's crazy. China has 1.3 billion. India has uh, 1.3 billion. Yeah. The United States has 330 million. Last I heard, it was like 350. So I don't know if people are leaving or COVID nah, hit us harder than probably. Before. Probably COVID has hit us harder. But what? I, but that's that's not even a lot of people. Like, and then I believe they said like three four three fourths of the uh, United States population is in the Northeast. You know what I'm saying? Like Philly, New Jersey, New York, up there. You know that region. But it's just crazy because that's not a lot of people at all. Well, it's about perspective, but like, cause like India has more people that speak English than the uh, United States because there's that many more people, you know, like, but regardless, back to the Netflix thing. Okay. So uh, a lot of people, <laughs> maybe not a billion, but finish 200, your point and then I'm going to storm in with mine. Two, 200 million is still a lot of people. Um, that's a big user base that, um, uh, that would be playing uh, uh, games. Uh, so it makes sense for Sony. Uh, then, like, so after that rumor popped up, you know, then more, uh, it finally came out from Netflix themselves that, yes, that they were looking at getting into gaming and they were going to start first with providing some smaller games to, uh, to play on your cell phone. Now, and this makes sense because uh, you have to think about, it, like, if you're going to play, say, say they put uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which was... Uh, one of the games that some a data miner found uh, in Nef, uh, on the Netflix site, they uh, they found uh, images of Ghost of Tsushima and PlayStation controllers. Um, wow! So, so you look at a game like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, a narrative-driven game that's perfect perfect for uh, you know for Netflix. Uh, you would still need some way to be able to actually manipulate the game. Right, I'm like, you can do that on your cell phone, right? Because I think you have the integrated or controls. Or use the Bluetooth feature on your yeah uh, PlayStation but, controller. But I don't know how they were gonna do that with regular people at home. Like, you just can't pull out a PlayStation controller and turn on your television and start playing games on Netflix. You need to, you need to have some sort of interface, right? So I'm I'm guessing that there's gonna be some sort of device. Uh, that if you're a Netflix subscriber, um, that you would be able to well, add to your TV like an HDMI input. Well, what if you're? D- but what if you're? Is the hardware there for a PlayStation controller to connect to a phone? Because if you're playing it on your phone, then you could potentially use your controller because the phone has Bluetooth. Shoot, my yeah, TV yeah, has yeah, Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do it with your phone. But yeah, maybe the. But- um, maybe the hardware. Maybe okay. So to me, I'm thinking a phone. You could maybe do this with, but like a TV, even a Bluetooth TV potentially would not be able to have the uh, the ability to do that. Is what you're saying? Right. Um, it's like Xbox is, has a partnership with Samsung uh, to integrate like the Xbox uh, control feature into the TV itself, right? So. Uh, that way, if X, if you if you sign up for Game Pass and you own a Samsung TV, 
then you don't need any other device other than a controller. That, so I have a Samsung TV? What'd you just buy? I have the same TV as you, don't I? Or are you the same I have brand? a Samsung. But, uh, so here are my thoughts on this Netflix thing. Netflix was dominant in the streaming uh, streaming uh, universe, right? Like they were the they were the leader. Uh, they were the first to market, um, at least in any sort of impactful way, and they were crushing it. And now, and they started being uh, they started developing a lot of their own content, right? And they and then they'd buy all these like you know Arrested Development, whatever the season you know four or five, whatever it was. Uh, that was a Netflix original because that was a canceled show. They bought it, you know, bought the rights to it, got all the actors. Like they were doing that. They were like, you know, keeping stuff going, but they were putting a lot of money into this content creation and content acquisition. And what's happening is the example of Peacock, the Netflix streaming service, they did not allow Netflix to renew the rights to the office. Well, the office was the most watched thing on Netflix by a lot. Like people would watch, uh, I don't know, something like 40,000 uh, years uh, worth of hours or something in a in a year of time. or It was some outlandish number of, 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 uh, of amount of time that people were watching The Office on Netflix. And if I was turning on Netflix, I was going to be watching The Office too. Uh, but Peacock said, no, we're taking that for ourselves. And Netflix, it seems like that was a turning point for Netflix where they are struggling. They're losing subscribers. Um, and this is a pivot. That's what it seems to be. How hard are they going to pivot? Are they going to just test the waters and see, oh, is this what we have to do to keep our business going? Or do they double down, you know, the funds for content creation or, or you know, put those funds somewhere else? But the, the question for me is, are they just putting their little toe in the water? Are they putting their foot in or are they jumping into the video game section? Um, because I, I'd be very curious to know what to expect out of them. Because I'm not at all interested in this video games on my phone from Netflix. Like that's just nothing for me. Like that's a that's a, like not something that I'm. I'll have Netflix. I don't plan on opening up Netflix on my phone to play a video game. I'm just not interested. But if they do something a little bigger and they do a, a pivot, you know, like kind of Vance was saying, like you said, GameFly was the name of that, where I can rent, you know, uh, yeah, or GameFly. maybe I can because, <clears throat> because I have Netflix. I have access to downloadable content on my consoles or maybe on a PC. That is interesting to me, but I'm very curious to see what the route is going to be with Netflix. But on the phone, yeah, nothing burger for me. Well, I mean, it, it's just a stepping off point, I think, for them. Is the mobile the mobile games? I, I think yes, that they will bring it to their regular service on your TV. Um, once they figure out the logistics of how you're going to do that and you'll need like I said how do you make games playable on a on a regular LCD TV that somebody bought five years ago you know you're going to need a device that's a gonna, Netflix TV you're going to need a device that you can hook up to it with the who's Netflix partnered with as far as streaming devices like probably like Roku and right but they might actually just make a Netflix TV, right? I mean, yeah. that seems to be a thing that people do all over the place. Yeah, I mean, and Sony, I mean, they're a hardware manufacturer too, right? So they could probably mm -hmm. cover that side. Uh, well, there's a lot of these TVs of different manufacturers, or, or excuse me, different brands, are the exact same base model TV that's uh, configurable. 
and and you can brand it like customize to your branding however you want like that whole thing in the news the freedom phone have you heard about this the uh it's like i don't know people deciding that they don't want the government in their business or whatever and this guy's going to say oh, i say i'll sell you a phone 500 dollars freedom phone it's just a, a phone made in china that is uh you know an android phone that is branded with as a bunch of other things already you could buy it on the internet like for 119 dollars or something but they're just going to throw their branding on it and charge whatever they want for it that's like a super common thing in the industry so netflix might just do the same thing yeah we'll see yeah, but it's like yeah i mean because like i mean i i well the way that they the tvs are priced i'm pretty sure you know like they're dirt cheap but it's like you know if i'm netflix like do i even want to go that route like with the with the tvs you know because like yeah like yeah like, y'all could be on. If, if they you can, know. if they could stick to software, they're probably. I mean, I think if you start branching out to hardware, that requires a lot more, uh, like a, a very different set of skills and probably different employees that are rel- that have those relevant skills. You know. Well, I mean, maybe if the TV is, if it's a smart TV, it may already have the capabilities to uh, interpret those signals, and maybe you just need an upgraded app yeah. to make it work. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with how all that technology works regardless it's it's another big player getting into the gaming space you know so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out especially if they're in a partnership with sony um everybody's been looking for them to respond with an answer for game pass and sony's been really big on partnerships here recently so this this could be part of that answer who knows anyway so another uh interesting thing that popped up this past week in the news was the uh, uh, EA had their uh, EA Play Day, uh, EA Live, a couple of days ago, and uh, they showed off Battlefield 2042 Portal. I think I was telling you guys earlier before, you know, they, they have, uh, with Battlefield 2042, this plan that, you know, there's going to be three major branches of this game. You're going to have the all-out warfare, which is your traditional conquest modes and... Um, some of the other modes that have always kind of been there. I can't remember, I can't remember the names of them, but it's 128 players on the new consoles and stuff. And then Portal, and then the third mode, which is called uh, Hazard Zone or something. But the Portal, uh, they revealed the trailer for that, was basically giving players the, the ability to manipulate the game rules and how they're set up. And how they're going to do that is you're going to have the ability to set up a match that includes uh, guns, uh, equipment, vehicles from previous Battlefield games. And I think they named Battlefield 1942, Bad Company 2, Battlefield 3, and then Battlefield 2042. So you can, in, in, in the trailer, they were kind of showing it off like they had... World War II, World War Two Germans versus twenty forty two Americans, and the Germans were using knives, and the Americans were using defibrillators. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. So the portal interface allows allows you to just basically set up your own server with uh, with any type of game mode that you can think of, incorporating any of those games uh, and the portal comes with two maps. I think it's six total maps from previous games. 
and then the seven that come from 2042 itself. And then they're planning on adding more. So there could be Battlefield 1 maps or Battlefield 5 maps and also, you know, biplanes or something in the future. But, yeah, they, they're showing F-22s dogfighting with P-51 Mustangs and in their presentation. It seems, so, like, really cool, but I wonder if it's just going to be kind of end up being just kind of a gimmick, like if people are going to be in that mode often. Like, it seems like it could be, re- like, a lot of allure for people to be there, but I'm curious how long that lasts or if it stays kind of fresh, you know, you with know, new ideas. You know who I think it's going to really appeal to is streamers. Oh, of course. Because they're going to be able to set up community games and play these funky ideas out in their com- for their communities in these custom maps and setups. And I think I think that's really who it's going to appeal to. Like like me as a user, I'm probably going to like sign on and I'm going to scroll through the portal system and see who's got what kind of funky game mode is going. Like one of the ones that they showed as an example was what if you had four modern day soldiers with their equipment that you would find on, you know, on a modern soldier and pitted them against 124 World War II era soldiers with their era equipment. How would that play out? You know, I'm like, that's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're going to have, you know, way better equipment and stuff, but can you withstand the, you know, assault by 120 something guys? I don't know, but you can, yeah, you can change all that. You can change the number of players. It can be as little as one player all the way up to 128. You know, you can't, edit the maps per se but you can change certain things on the maps like the playable areas um and some other stuff but no, nobody's quite sure exactly all the things you could maybe change on the map uh you just can't like you can't put a hill somewhere there was never a hill before tony you've reminded me of something when i used to play paintball at the end of the day just at the regular paintball place not like practice or anything uh, like official, but just the regular paintball field we used to go to. They had it where the last match of the of the day before they closed was essentially everyone that was there versus either one or two experienced players. And a lot of these people will have like the rental paintball guns, stuff like that, but just they don't really know what they're doing. And we'd start like the where we always do it was shaped like an L. They kind of combined two map, you know, or I guess map areas, two two fields. It was indoors. And you'd start, you'd have to be touching the wall. And, uh, and as, soon as, as soon as they blew the whistle, you could, you could move. And uh, I generally would be, you know, one of the experienced guys, right? So I'd just run out and just start trying to mow down as many as, as we could right away. But the, uh, every time you got one of them, you, you hit them they would come back, they'd have to touch your wall, and then they'd be on your team. So it was like you started as, you know, maybe one against like 20 or 30, but then every time you got someone, it turned. It's like the zombies mode that they have in uh, Modern Warfare. Is that what they called it? You know, yeah. where you'd, you'd, you'd turn someone, that, like a mode like that would be cool to have that functionality where it's like once you die, you switch sides if, in, in some of those. But I'd be curious to see if they get that kind of, in depth with their their choices for the matchmaking. Right. I mean, there are zombies in the, in this apparently too. Oh, so. are there really? Yeah, apparently. Uh, there's uh, you could put uh if I heard it right, you know, if you wanted to set up one of the rules was infected, like they had an infected mode or something, you could set up. But yeah, it seems very flexible. I mean, 
like I said, it's perfect. It's it would be perfect for uh, uh, communities, like especially. Uh, hey, I've got my team of my my team of uh, four guys, you know, and versus everybody else. And if you beat us, you know, you win or something like that. You know, it's uh it's definitely a, a would be great tool for communities, streamers in particular. Yeah, that that's kind of it. That's. I think it's a pretty exciting idea, and I think you're right that streamers are the ones that would be able to easily fill their lobbies with whatever kind of nonsense they wanted, you know, like at least the streamers with large, uh, large fan bases. So yeah, that's cool. When and when's that dropping again? Is that November? I can't just type October twenty second. So did I say like November, or was I just wrong? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it says here I'm looking at initial release date October 22nd. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, in that third mode which is the uh hazardous zone, like I said bef- uh before we came on the air was the uh some speculation that it was going to be like the escape from Tarkov game. Which I don't know anything about other than like you go in to this, you know, zone, there's other players, there's PvP, and you try and collect equipment and then you try to find an extraction point and you escape. Uh and whatever equipment that you found carries over to the next game. So I'm that's just real quick. I'm not even sure if that's right, but I think that's uh how it was explained to me. So so the hazard zone will be like a squad bat, a squad based version of that. So we'll see. But it sounds pretty cool. I mean, but no battle royale, right? No, no battle, battle royale no battle has royale. been. Now they didn't say that uh, battle royale would be uh, totally excluded from the game. They said, uh, uh, I saw somewhere where they, I think they said that it could still be an option that they could include into the game if if players wanted it. Uh, but I think they were trying to go in a different direction. So that's why uh, nothing's really been revealed about this third game mode, per se, this hazard zone yet. So we should be hearing something probably in the next month, I guess. So it's interesting. I'm getting more and more excited for the game. Um I got to I got to see if I'm going to be ready to play, you know, first person shooters by then, you know. It's like a world away. And I just downloaded that DLC for uh Civ 6, so I might just be stuck in that till then. Yeah, yeah, it could be. What do you think, Vance? You going to play? Uh Yeah, I think so, man. I'm always up, you know, up for different things, checking it out. And I'll tell you the same thing I told you when we went from Black Ops 4 to Modern Warfare, Tony, is, well, it doesn't matter if I like it, I'm going to play it, because that's what we're going to be playing, right? I mean, I was playing Outriders and enjoying it, but you got on and you don't have it downloaded, so we went and played Second Extinction, you know, a little bit today. And it's like, I would rather do Second Extinction, which I don't think as, is as good of a game than Outriders because we're doing it together, right? And that's, you know, the whole thing is you're supposed to, you know, it's more fun when you play with your friends. Right. 
uh, well, when you get to the cap, I'll re uh, I'll, I'll load back up Outriders, and we can start doing the uh, the, the the expeditions. I think is what it's called. Yeah, I think that's I think that is it. I just from when you were playing them before. All right, folks, that's uh that's another great week of Good to Game Radio podcast. Thanks again for stopping by and giving us a listen. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, we hope you enjoy your week. Later, dudes. Later.